Welcome to Unsupervised Learning, a security, AI, and meaning-focused podcast that looks at how best to thrive as humans in a post-AI world. It combines original ideas, analysis, and mental models to bring not just the news, but why it matters and how to respond. All right, welcome to Unsupervised Learning. This is Daniel. All right, starting off with my work, I just completed an essay called The Great Bifurcation where I talk about how we're explosively separating into the thriving 10% versus the suffering 90% and how it's possible to be part of the 10% just by copying what they do. And the second one here is a summary piece that I did on this wonderful conversation between Neri Oxman and Lex Fridman on the Lex Fridman podcast. And it's simply one of the best conversations I've ever heard, unspeakably beautiful and inspiring. And I recommend you really check it out. All right, security news. The Microsoft Storm situation is a great example of stacked real-world failures. So the Storm actor used a Microsoft account consumer key to access enterprise email, which was inadvertently included in a crash dump due to a race condition, which was later moved into a debugging environment where it was then compromised. Or as they say in the offsec space, lows and mediums can become criticals with the right situation, patience, and timing. China's state-affiliated hackers are getting better at using AI to create content meant to go viral on U.S. and other democracies' social networks, and this is according to Microsoft researchers. The campaign focuses on divisive topics and has successfully engaged audiences in at least 40 different languages, and they've reached over 103 million people. Hackers are spamming iPhones with pop-ups using a Flipper Zero. They can basically keep prompting you to connect to a Bluetooth device, so like like an AirPods icon will pop up and then you click on it and pops up again, pops up again. You can't actually use your phone when this happens. And you could do this with a flipper. Chinese speaking cyber criminals are running a large scale smishing campaign in the U S using our compromised uh, iCloud accounts to send iMessage and conduct identity theft and financial fraud. The group known as smishing triad Offers ready-to-use smishing kits via Telegram for $200 a month. That is a great business model. And they impersonate popular postal and delivery services in multiple countries. I think this is really ingenious because one thing that makes me perk up is like Amazon delivery, UPS delivery. Okay, it's out here waiting. Nobody has signed for it. Do you want to pick it up or something? Like I don't click on those, but I can understand how a lot of people would. Major vulnerabilities, Apple recently released updates to fix two new zero days that might have been actively exploited by attackers, so definitely want to get updated there. Although if you're on the iOS 17 betas, I noticed none of these zero days you've had to actually fix, which means they were fixed in the betas previously. At least I hope that's what it means. Zavio IP cameras have been hit with multiple critical vulnerabilities, including 34 RCEs and 7 pre-auth BOFs, so pretty bad. Cisco's released fixes for multiple security flaws, including a critical in the Broadworks platform that could allow someone to take over the whole system. And the Pentagon is planning to build a massive network of AI-powered tech, drones, and autonomous systems in the next two years to counter threats from China. It's supposed to cost hundreds of million dollars, 
and it looks to develop thousands of air, land, and sea-based AI systems that are small, smart, and cheap. And I urge you to go read Kill Decision by Daniel Suarez if you haven't yet. It is literally like exactly what this book talks about. Cars are officially the worst product category for privacy, according to a review by Mozilla. Meta has disrupted two major covert influence operations from China and Russia. They block thousands of accounts across the platform. Chinese network linked to individuals associated with a Chinese law enforcement. And they posted content about China, criticism of the U.S. and Western foreign policies, while the Russian operation mimicked mainstream news outlets to post fake articles weakening support for Ukraine. I would love to see like a list of these campaigns listed somewhere. Wouldn't it be cool to see all the different propaganda that we're currently being exposed to almost like a weather report. It's like, yeah, here are the 37 campaigns that are currently running. Wouldn't it be cool to think I would love to see this because I would love to see if my opinion about something had changed recently. I am absolutely sure this has happened, right? My opinion has changed about something like maybe I really want Cheerios. Or maybe I don't think, you know, we should be supporting Ukraine. And then I go read this propaganda weather report and I find out actually six months ago, Russia dumped X amount of millions of dollars into changing this narrative. And it's like, holy crap, I must've been reading all this different media. Now I'm not currently exposed to a lot of media, so it would be harder for that stuff to hit me. However, I think there has definitely been the case where I've been influenced by this in the past. And I would just love to see that propaganda weather report. North Korean state hackers have targeted security researchers with with at least one undisclosed zero day. The campaign is similar to one exposed in January of 2021, where the same exact actors use social media platforms to initiate contact with their targets. And swatting, where someone calls a SWAT team to raid your house, is becoming an issue beyond just the gaming world. And the FBI is warning about it. MITRE and CISA have launched an open-source tool that simulates attacks on operational technologies. The tool, which is an extension for Caldera, was developed to help identify and patch vulnerabilities in critical infrastructure systems like transportation, water, and electrical facilities. The NSA has wrapped up a strategic study on how to use AI and machine learning for its missions. It was led by Paul Nakasone, and it explores the potential use of generative AI and ML in various missions, and also how it would impact NSA workers. And the IRS is using AI to catch tax evasion, focusing on big players like hedge funds, private equity groups, and real estate investors. I'm really looking forward to this. I think we can massively increase the revenue into the country once this gets going. It also would keep them from spending time on people who should be flying below the radar. Like, I've had tax issues in the past, and I wasn't doing anything wrong. Like the AI should be able to figure out who is and like where it's malicious, where it's gross, where it's negligent, where it's obviously an attempt to defraud the government. I think this is the type of pattern that AI would be good at pulling out. Technology news, MBA students competed against ChatGPT to come up with the most innovative ideas. And the results were not even close. People who don't believe AI has creativity needs to really introspect on what that means if it can win competitions like these. It's very much like the no true Scotsman's fallacy where any challenge that humans lose basically becomes like, oh, that doesn't test the real thing, right? 
you have GPT or ChatGPT specifically competing against MBA students. And MBA students are going to be at the top of like the average cognitive ability. Not not like top compared to like the national sciences uh, group or, you know, theoretical physicists or whatever. But compared to the general population, if you're going to M- you know, a school to get an MBA, you're pretty smart, right? You should be destroying ChatGPT in coming up with innovative ideas. And they got trounced. Uh, the score was like 35 to 2 or like 32 to 5 or so- something like that. Huawei's new smartphone, powered by an advanced Chinese-made chip, has raised interest and policy questions. The chip is more advanced than any previously produced in China, which challenges Biden's trade policy aimed at blocking China from acquiring these kinds of chips. Horace Dedu's piece at Asimco reveals that an iPhone customer is economically 7.4 times more valuable than an Android customer, which is up quite a bit from the 4% rule he had 10 years ago. It's a pretty cool study, but I think it just means that iPhone people click more and buy more things. Doesn't that just mean they're richer? I'm not sure exactly what that means. Chinese central government officials have been told to ditch their iPhones at work as part of a bigger plan to limit foreign influence. Apple and the U.S. in general better hope this doesn't turn into a nationwide ban. Right. If this turns into a national ban, that would be terrifying for Apple and for the U.S. For the U.S. economy. Grindr just lost half of its staff due to a strict return to office rule implemented over two days. They're like, yeah, you've got two days to come into the office. And half said no. Half. 50%. They're like, nope. But again... They might have just wanted to get rid of half the people. Again, RTO is another way to do RIF. Apple is supposedly dropping millions of dollars a day on artificial intelligence, working on multiple AI products across several teams. My statement to this is put it in Siri or it didn't happen. And ideally, if you could do that tomorrow, that'd be fantastic. And Occidental Petroleum is investing billions of dollars to extract carbon dioxide from the atmosphere, a move that's both helpful and controversial. They plan to store some of it under the ground, but also use others, other amounts of it to extract oil. I think this is actually going to be one of our only plays to actually fix the climate. I don't think slowing down usage is going to work at all. Human news. Morocco is reeling from a devastating earthquake that has killed over 2,100 people, and I'm sure that number is much higher now. And the upper center was in the mountains, making rescue efforts really difficult. Wealthy people in the Silicon Valley are moving towards full-body MRIs as preventative health uh, diagnostic. And I'm looking to do this. Looks like they're like $2,500. I think I'm going to do one, maybe do one every year or two, depending. I'm sure the cost will come down too. So $2,500 for the first one. Sounds good to me. Goldman Sachs has revised the odds of a U.S. recession next year, dropping it to a mere 15%. Gen Z is increasingly opting out of college with 4 million fewer teenagers enrolling in 2022 than 2012. It's a 10-year jump. 4 million fewer teenagers. 
And I wonder how much of this has to do with ChatGPT. Like, why learn stuff anymore? I'm not saying this is a valid approach. I just wonder if it's causing some of the hesitation. I think there's obviously multiple factors. Semaglutide, marketed as Ozempic and Wagovi, is showing promise beyond just diabetes and weight loss. New research indicates it also has cardiovascular benefits, improving quality of life for overweight heart patients. So they did a thing with 500 patients, and those receiving weekly semaglutide injections saw reduced symptoms and improved physical abilities. Despite increasing popularity of therapy in the U.S., suicide rates have risen by about 30% since 2000, and almost a third of U.S. adults now report symptoms of either depression or anxiety. That's around three times as many as in 2019. But I wonder how much worse or better this would be if we weren't doing the therapy. Like, is the therapy just uncovering what was underreported before? I mean, nobody knows, like, how this works. Causation correlation, which direction, multifactorial, all those. Men who are childless, not by choice, experience a deep sense of grief and isolation, often heightened on occasions like Father's Day. Research by Dr. Robin Hadley reveals that 25% of men over 42 do not have children, and half of those who wanted to be fathers described significant grief and societal isolation. Can definitely see that. New York City's Local Law 18 has effectively made the city's roughly 38,500 Airbnb listings illegal, limiting short-term rentals to situations where the host is present and there are no more than two guests. It's basically trying to shut down Airbnb in New York. Notes, new friend of mine, Rishi Olicle, put out his prompting guide, and it's not like the others. Absolute best I've seen since November when all this stuff started happening. My friend Caleb Saima recently created a presentation on how he protects his and his family's safety and privacy. He outlines two-phased approach of lockdown and disappearing and discusses the importance of privacy and security, the creation of various personas and the use of services like privacy.com, private mailbox, VoIP service, and fastmail. A UL member tested GPT 3.5, Claude 2, GPT 4, to see which AI model is best at threat modeling, and GPT-4 came out on top, proving less sensitive to changes in prompts and capable of building robust threat modeling automation with the right assumptions. And I just finished reading Darkness at Noon, and I'm now reading Man's Search for Meaning and the Gulag Archipelago. Whole bunch of light reading, obviously. And I think Man's Search for Meaning is going to be one of my favorite books of all time, and I'm about to get a hard copy to put on my bookshelf. The intro basically sets up my exact approach to meaning and stoicism and the like. Just really loving this book. I actually just ordered a piece of art as well that kind of goes with the same theme. It's actually a real dark background. There's like concertina wire and it's all grayed out except for the one little bird and the bird sitting on the wire is red. And if you read the book, this will be obvious why it's uh, poignant and related to the art of the book. Ideas and analysis, AI equals augmentation infrastructure. So AI is doing a lot for me. I'm building a product using it. I think about it a lot, and I think it's massively going to impact our future. But the most practical thing it's doing for me is it's augmenting my entire life. To me, it's augmentation infrastructure. 
And I've got a, a list here of all the different commands that I'm using. They're all APIs and they're also command line tools that call the APIs. And they're also bi-directional, so I could pipe in and out of them. And uh, my latest one is called VidCon, which stands for Video Conversation, and it lets me extract wisdom from transcripts. It is godlike. So the Nary Oxman conversation summary that I talked about was created using a version of this. Point is, I don't see AI as a standalone tool. I see it as part of my brain that's not yet fully integrated into the biology, right? It's not, it's not Neuralink yet, but I'm working on it, trying to get it there. Discovery, prompt tools unveiled, cloud recon unveiled, text generation, web UI, flip zero compilation, LLM testing, demystifying RCE vulnerabilities, cybersecurity tool bonanza, AI tool mastery, AI cloning, undetectable AI, AI podcast search, need to open that tab right now. Le Guin's Wisdom. This is the person who wrote Three Body Problem. Automated newsletters. Buffett's Life Lessons. Opposites Don't Attract. Tailscale Partners. Molvad. Event Likelihood Scoring. Slack's AI Evolution. Myopia Epidemic. Risk Calculation Methods. Child Gun Death Surge. AI Diplomacy Breakthrough. Effective Sock Management, AI Adoption Accelerated, LLMs Replace Code, AI Generated Magic Cards, Espresso Machine Love, and Trotsky's Secret Alliance. Turns out he supposedly was in the MI6, or he was an MI6 agent ever since 1918. And that was a blast through the discovery section, which proves why you need to be reading the newsletter as well, because it would take an hour to go through all of those. And we try to get this done in 15, 20 minutes to uh, get you out the door. And the recommendation of the week is to read Man's Search for Meaning. Might be the one of the most important books to read for anyone. It shows how one can find meaning in the worst possible situations, and therefore how we might find it in pretty much any situation as well. And the aphorism for the week is actually more of a piece of poetry. It's from the end of a the book that I was just talking about that I just finished called Darkness at Noon. And it's the last two sentences from this book. A wave gently lifted him up. It came from afar and traveled serenely onward, a shrug of infinity. A wave gently lifted him up. It came from afar and traveled serenely onward, a shrug of infinity. Unsupervised Learning is produced and edited by Daniel Meisler on a Neumann U87 AI microphone using Hindenburg. Intro and outro music is by Zombie with a Y. And to get the text and links from this episode, sign up for the newsletter version of the show at danielmeisler.com slash newsletter. We'll see you next time. Thank you.